Today on the show, NXT has arrived. We reviewed WWE Network's first live event with NXT Arrival. We also cover some WWE news, our weekly segment, Fan of the Week, and the Podski starts now. The Podski with John Baker. For over one year, the revolutionary force in audio entertainment. Welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, Johnny Bake Show. With me ringside, back from the left coast of hell, it is Justin Andretti. We don't have Teddy Mongoose here with us today. He is here in spirit. Uh, hopefully everything is okay. He has a little bit of a pet emergency, so uh, it's going out to him tonight. But uh, what is going on, Justin Andretti? What's it like being back uh, back on the back on the A show? <laughs> Why to listen to the Jabrones, the the B team and the C team? You and goofball JC doing your sting shows, and then I, and then you guys were doing the shows, uh, you know, last week or whatever. I, I just been busy, man. I've been super busy with work and trying to catch up. Like I told you, man, I I, I probably sent at least a hundred emails today. No, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, it's been busy the whole way around for everybody right now. Uh, but today, that time of year, man, it, it's that time of year where it's just, it's freaking, uh, it's not good. It's picking up and it's only going to get worse as the summer rolls on into spring and everything like that too. So, uh, but yeah, today is episode 86. We're going to do the NXT arrival from 2014. That was the very first takeover. So if you want to watch this show, uh, it is on Peacock. It's a little hard to find. You just got to go to. Um, you just got to go into the takeovers and it's the very first episode. It's called NXT arrival part one and it's from 2014. Uh, but last week we reviewed no way out 2004. So, uh, we got, we're, we're doing some things here on the pause. We're on the road to WrestleMania in two different fashions. We're doing the road to WrestleMania with 2004. So we've done a lot of 2004 shows. Uh, we we're going to do mongoose and i are going to do a show where we kind of take you through the the weekly tvs that lead you up to wrestlemania 20 and then uh we're going to have andretti and mongoose and everybody in here we're going to do wrestlemania 20 uh here in a couple weeks but uh we also got some other stuff we got the sting part three coming up so make sure that if you want to um stay with stay with everything that we're doing here on the podski that you download subscribe and you follow us on uh twitter and instagram at the underscore podski that's the best way to figure out what we're doing and to stay uh informed here what we're doing on the show but uh yeah we got a lot of big mania plans i know that uh we just kind of locked something in yesterday that's pretty exciting so uh andretti it will be joining again this year. We're going to be on our way to WrestleMania and I couldn't be any more excited. Yeah. It was uh, a little bit of a sticker shock with that ECW revival show or whatever it was. <laughs> there was no way I was paying $66 to see those good, see those guys again after I've seen them 75 times over the years. There's no way I was doing that. So I'm glad that we found, I'm glad that we found a better option. And look, man, the thing is to like, 
going to WrestleMania for me and even for you now and and everybody is it's not just about going to WrestleMania. It's about it's about wrestling pretty much at this point, you know. So you want to you want to go to as many different kind of shows as possible, you know, if you can. Now last year, you know, you and I went to everything from Tokyo Joshi Pro to the Hitchcock to NXT to Mania to ROH and everything in between, you know. But, you know, I think we're all a little more pressed for time this year than what we were last year. So I don't think we're going to be hitting as many. But um, I don't even know what promotion it is that you found on on Facebook yesterday that we were able to get, you know, three or four shows in one night. We're just going to lock in, man, and we're going to be there for four hours. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we so Andretti mentioned uh, everything we did last year. So if you want to go back and listen to all the stuff that we did, we were boots on the ground. We did a show every single night after we went to the shows. We did all those Tokyo Joshi Pro shows. You can go back in the archives. You can see it on YouTube. We didn't do those like in video or anything, but it's it, we have all the audio uh, from that whole week. It's you can find that in the archives, and that was an awesome time. But yeah, so we're gonna be doing. We're all pretty much getting there on Friday this year. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to do a. I'm going sh- to be if it, depending on when you decide you want to come in. I'm going to be there because I'm I'm, I'm I got to go to Jersey. Um, I'm leaving super early from Western Pennsylvania to go to Jersey to go mm-hmm. knock some knock some stuff out for work, and then I'll be in the Philly area um, Thursday night and Friday morning. So depending on what time you get there, yeah. Friday we can meet up before we even go to the hotel and do something if you guys want to do that. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be in Philly somewhere at that point. Right. Yeah, that's that's what we kind of said. So we can do something because I know that JC and I are probably going to ride together, too. Um, but, yeah, we're all you don't, getting, have any, you, you don't have any idea yet what time you guys are going to head down there. Are, are you are you working that day? No, I, it'll be in the morning. Okay. Like, we'll probably get there like mid morning, I'm assuming. OK, OK. Mid morning lunchtime, I think. Um, but yeah, we got a show. We're going to we locked in a show. This is kind of cool. We're doing a show on. Friday night. It's from six to ten p.m. It is. It's called All for One. It is a bunch of different promotions. I, the the promotion that I found that's running it is called Three Legacies Wrestling, and they are a local promotion here in uh, Pennsylvania. And they're kind of going together, and their their part of the show is from eight to nine p.m. And there's a bunch of other different promotions. There's Pro Wrestling IWC or ICW. Um, Atlantic All-Star Wrestling and the Wrestling Independent and they're doing like so there's going to be each hour is going to be a different show so I'm super excited for that we're gonna be front row I mean $25 a ticket yeah for four hours wrestling to sit front row like I mean you can't it's it's going to be at the Woodbury um, American Legion post so that makes it even better uh, when you get like a super intimate crowd like that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. And then obviously, and look, Hey, if, if anybody's listening to this that has any kind of uh, um, pizza or food recommendations in or close to Woodbury, um, please message us on social media and tell us. Um, I posted in the Pizza Holics Facebook group, which is a cesspool. But but uh, you can you can ask Bobby Winters about that. We go in there and we just make fun of people every day, and it's hilarious. But um, <laughs> dude, it, like people people have the best intentions, and they go in there and say, "Hey, I made my first homemade pizza. What does everyone think?" And they get just destroyed by a hundred people making dude. It's all just trolls, man. It's the it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh. Even even when people post pictures 
of pizzas that look really good that they like went out and got, you know, in their local, their local pizzeria or whatever, people just destroy it, man. It, it's, it's just, <laughs> it is so funny. It's so funny because you, you know, a lot of it is a bit, a lot of people are running a bit and right. they've been doing this for a long time and they're just, they're just, they're just jerks with everything. <laughs> and me and, and winners caught on to that really quick. And now every time, whenever people post stuff, we go in there and we just slaughter it. It's, it's real funny. Oh, that's great. That is great. Yeah. If anybody really, anybody does have any, uh, uh, pizza or food recommendations that are in that area, um, in, in around Woodbury, New Jersey, please let us know because we want to check it out, man. We, we, we want to go to local establishments and, and get food and do it right and feel like, you know, feel like it's a, it's a real adventure in New Jersey. <laughs> so let, let us know. Right. The good thing about this show is that if you are going to WrestleMania, if you're listening to this, and you're going to WrestleMania, and you're looking for things to do. I can already tell you right now, there's outside of going to SmackDown, there are only other shows that are going on on Friday that we know of that are like really big stuff. Janela spring break is already sold out. That's sold the big out, thing. Yeah. Uh, for, you can go to for the culture. That's at midnight. Uh, I would highly recommend that we did that show last year. Um, and it was really good. It was it really wasn't very long. It, they didn't, they didn't run very long either. So we, we got out of there earlier than what we thought we would. Right. Um, and I then, really wanted, I want to do it again. If, if look, if it's, if it's a last minute thing, man, and people want to do it, I think we should just do it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a long day. People driving into town and then going to, you know, eating <laughs> and going to shows, checking into the hotel. I mean, that's a, that's a long day to, to not be done until three in the morning. Right. Yeah, and then like there's the only other shows I know of. There's the Progress Show, and there's a Hog Wrestling Show, and those are at three and five, I think. So outside of those like other big shows, they're really you're gonna have to find like these independent promotions. And this seems like an awesome one. I we I have no idea who's gonna be on this card. The only person that uh, I remotely recognize here on the poster is Alberto Del Rio's old um, manager. That's the I only know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, if, if we, if we would have been coming in on Thursday, if everybody would have been there Thursday, we'd have probably went to either progress or, or the wrestling revolver slash um, HOG show, which I look, I really wanted to go to both of those, you know, but like, it, look, man, at some point it's money and it's time. And when we're, when we're checking into a hotel at three o'clock, I mean, right. we can't, you know, we can't, we can't go to that show at three and yeah. try to be out of there at five forty-five or six and then run to a hotel and check in and then go to another show for four hours. Like we just don't have time. If we had more time to do it, we could do it, but it's just, you know, it kind of, it kind of sucks that progress is going to be there and I'm not going to get to go. Um, and I know, I know some of you guys wanted to check that out too, but you know, look, man, at some point, at some point, somebody's got to, you know, not make it. Not, they're going to be on the cutting room floor. And it seems like that, that those three o'clock shows this year are going to be the ones that we we're end up not going to. Yeah, so if you do want to go to this show, uh, you can find it at Three Legacies Wrestling. Uh, I found it on Facebook, and then if you want ticket information, all you got to do is just DM them, and that's how you get your uh, tickets. So, um, but yeah, I'm super excited for that. And then going with Wrestle in the WrestleMania realm, we got this Bloodline stuff that's been going on the past like two weeks. We had the WrestleMania kickoff that Mongoose and I talked about last week, and then. Last Friday night on SmackDown, The Rock comes out in that $500 Versace vest, and he joins the bloodline. <laughs> and uh, there was some little teases in there that I found interesting. The one being how they shot that camera. Like, one thing that I have noticed about WWE that is since the turn of the calendar year is the, <laughs> is that 
since Kevin Dunn has been away, I don't think a single person is upset about that because the way that they're shooting these shows is way better. Um, Two things about that. Number one, they had a couple hiccups during that first week. The first week that Dunn was gone, there were some hiccups on the, on the shows, but um, then the, um, the only, you're a hundred percent right. The only thing that I would say, because, because what you say in that just triggered me from last night, Mm -hmm. the way that they shoot battle Royals, I've got a little bit of a problem with because they always put the camera on the next person who's going to be eliminated. And that is just something that, that they've got to get away from that. Yeah. They're, just, they're just telling people, you know, you've got these people that are fighting in a ring for 15 minutes and then all of a sudden the, cam- the camera pans to them. And now, you know, that person's going to get eliminated. Like you, they got to move it around more. Just move, just move it around move the cameras around more. Right. Yeah. They did a really cool thing last night where they shot the whole way from the Tron the whole way to the ring and then wrapped around the ring. That was really awesome. I really like that that they did. I like the new branding style that they're doing at Raw where like they're making the Trons or the the LED boards like during the matches, they're making them black so that you only see the logos and it's not like so, so much in your face all the time. It's just it's more mute now, which I, I really, really like. But uh, what do you think of that SmackDown angle? I mean, look, man, we, we went out to eat because it was my, my wife's uh, nephew's birthday. We went to Yamashiro, you know, where you and I went. And, and it was everything you can imagine that it was for, you know, three hours of sushi and drinking and hanging out, you know. But um, by the time I got home, dude, I just I watched it. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> so it's kind of it's just one of those deals, man. I, I watched every second of it, but I didn't see any of it, you know. Yeah, the way that they basically The Rock comes out there and he says that you know like he's joining the bloodline and that he's gonna make sure that cody's life is a living hell to get to wrestlemania and then the way that he they it was interesting because they shot the rock and he was like pointing and then they they turned the camera to like the side profile and rock was pointing at him and he was like i'm gonna make sure that you walk out a loser at wrestlemania he was talking about cody but he was pointing at roman which I thought was really, really interesting. So they're already starting to sprinkle in some doubt, and already I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. We already kind of I talked about it last week. I think that if if I was booking it, they're going to do so much interference because that's all the bloodline knows and does. They're just going to interfere in every single match that Cody's in or Jay or whoever is in, and then The Rock. By the time they get to WrestleMania, he's going to be fed up with it. And he'll be like the one that keeps solo and holds him back from interfering in the main event. And somehow Cody wins. That's that's how I'm booking it. I don't know if that's what they do. Um, but that seems like a way to keep Rock babyface. Unless they really want to lean into this heel character. Because he is full. He's not. Everyone's that. Oh my God. Hollywood Rock. Hollywood Rock. I, I don't think that it's Hollywood Rock. I think it's a mixture between Hollywood Rock and corporate Rock. Which I kind of like that. So it's it's it, I'm OK with it. Um, the, the stuff that was on Raw last night, though, with the bloodline, they interfered with all the big matches. So um, they inter- solo came down and did the thumb to Cody, just like what happened last year, at WrestleMania for the finish. Uh, and then Jay interferes with or Jimmy interferes with Jay's match at the end and cost Jay the Intercontinental Championship. And they're for sure doing that match at WrestleMania, which I'm super pumped for. I you think they're doing Jimmy J or, or Jay and Gunther? Jimmy and Jay. I think they and might. That's, that's what it should be. I think they might do Gunther and Gable at WrestleMania because they were doing that best of three series, but they never finished it. 
Why was Gable dressed like Fit Finley last night? <laughs> what was that about, dude? They looked like it looked like Fit Finley with with no muscle mass walking into the ring. I was like, holy shit! And I, I, and I'm thinking in my head, I know they signed Finley's youngest son. That can't possibly be him already. <laughs> they should they they really messed up. They should have made uh they should have made him Kurt Angle's uh, illegitimate son. That's been the biggest misstep of that guy's career because he was he hasn't been the same since. I mean, he's I love the, the the tag team he was in in NXT was fantastic. You know that uh, him and uh, Jason Jordan. Yeah, I think he's Jason Jordan's working there. I think he's a producer or, or backstage guy. I think yeah, yeah. He's the backstage guy now, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, but you know what, man? Going back to the bloodline thing. Um, look, we were everybody was up in arms about you know when they were teasing they were going to go rock and reigns and everything, and mm-hmm. we all we, we all we all had hot opinions about that. But to their credit and to the Rock's credit, they have backtracked and done the right thing. So I'm curious to see how this is all going to play out. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about it. I mean, I, I I don't I don't think that they had a very good plan at first, but. To their credit, they did the right thing, and let's see how it goes. Yeah, it is really exciting. They're they're running probably the best business that they've been running for years in terms of like even the house show business. Like Dave said on Observer Radio this morning that they did a house show in Fresno, the Sunday night show in Fresno, or it, that might have been the Saturday night show. It doesn't matter. They ran a show in a house show in Fresno that sold over ten thousand tickets. For a house show like they haven't ran that's the biggest house show that they've run since august of 2001 that's a hot that's a hot town you know there's it's a it is a hispanic town and mm-hmm. you know aew did well when they went there too so that's a good that's a good place to get your numbers up yeah and i'm pretty sure they're going to do it again this weekend so wwe is running hot right now they're on the road to wrestlemania uh we're excited because we're on the road to wrestlemania too so i definitely i What's funny about being on the road to WrestleMania is that um, I started the diet for WrestleMania today that I was supposed to start in April. <laughs> I like I had, I, get, I had to get a few more meals in before I could get the diet going, dude. But <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually doing intermittent fasting, keto. I'm only drinking one day a week. Wow, so good for you. Gonna, I don't know if it's going to make any 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 dent in the in the massive amount of fat debt that I have right now. But uh we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm just worried about fitting in the freaking seats in, in Wells Fargo, man. That's my biggest concern about this whole weekend is just getting into the damn seat. Well, so yeah, so we are going to NXT. So that is another thing about WrestleMania weekend. And I was at Rus- I was at Wells Fargo uh last week because uh Allison and I she got me for my birthday, she got us tickets to uh the Heat and the Sixers game on Valentine's day. So I was in Wells Fargo. They totally have redone that entire arena. Uh, they got some really cool spots. They have like a restaurant style, like bar area in there. It's really cool. They've redone the concourse. Like they did the led board, the, the uh, it's, it's awesome. The, the seats are all like a year or two old. Like they're, it's really, really nice in there now. Good. So. And for the record, I am not to anybody listening. I am not, I am not some super obese person. But I'm tall. I'm very tall. And the distance between the seats is a real problem, whether I'm fat or I'm not. I I, I have trouble sitting in every seat in every venue because I, my legs are so cramped. I know. So, you were like, you have to, what are you like, six, 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 seven? 
See, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm probably six five in, in that area at least. I don't maybe maybe I shrunk over the years. I don't know, but like you know, it definitely at that when we went to NXT and crypto, dude, that was freaking brutal last you year. We're screaming into the back of those seats, dude. I was like, I, my legs were twisted up like a freaking pretzel, man. Just trying to get just trying to get comfortable. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, those but- seats are bad though. They're, they're they're notoriously you know pretty small. Like and again, like the width is fine. It's the distance between the seat in front of you that is, yeah. the, that is the problem. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm super. I'm super excited for WrestleMania. We're like what forty some days away. It's it, yeah. the clock is ticking. The road is hot. And, it's coming up here, man. I mean, we got a month. We got. I mean, we're almost at the end of February here, pretty soon. So we got like a we got like a month here. You know, essentially one full month, and then some change until we until we're. I'm in a plane. You know, and we're heading we're heading down here, man. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, so we got uh we got our weekly segment. You weren't involved in this last week, so you could do a double entry if you want to. Uh, but we got <laughs> we got our fan a double entry. All right, we got fan of the week, and uh, we'll hit the music now. Fan of the week. All right, this is our fan of the week segment. Uh, I am super excited uh, because this is a this is a fun segment that we started doing the last couple of weeks, and it really gets the juices flowing, and we can kind of see what each other are seeing on the shows because sometimes you're watching wrestling, you just can't help but just notice the people in the crowd. So great, <laughs> it is. It is so much fun, and I just sent you a picture of a guy from the show that we're talking about today. Okay, and. It, this guy, if you're on YouTube, you'll see him now. I don't know. That looks like Greg the Hammer Valentine dressed up as Hulk Hogan. And oh my God. <laughs> I saw that. It really does. <laughs> you should see. I wish that I, I couldn't get a good screenshot of the whole thing, but this is around like the nine ish minute mark if you watch the show. So whenever Cesaro and Sammy are out or like they're on the apron ringside, the camera is looking from across the ring and you can see these people in the crowd. And there is a family where there is this guy, Greg, the hammer Valentine is Hulk Hogan. There is a little child that has a cane mask. You can't see the cane mask because it's behind Cesaro. But then there's another guy dressed up as Hollywood Hulk Hogan on the other side of him. It is incredible. Hats off to this guy, fan of the week to Greg the Hammer Valentine as Hulk Hogan. So I the three that I have are from I just sent them to you in the group chat. Um we'll start with the one on the bottom first. Um they're all from the two seven dynamite, which was a a, a gold mine of fans for whatever reason. Um <laughs> But I, I think even a week before that, I, I couldn't get, I didn't, I didn't turn this one in because I couldn't get a picture. But when the, um, when the CMLL guys were all there the first day, the first night that they were there, there was an old guy sitting right beside Mystico. <laughs> and I kept trying to get a picture because I kept calling him um, Abuelo de Mystico. I thought it was Mystico's grandfather. <laughs> I couldn't get, I could not get a picture, but he clearly wasn't with them because the guy was like laughing and looking at them the whole time. And it was real funny, but um, it would have been, I, I man, I really wanted to have that guy as an entry, but okay. So the first one I have is from two seven dynamite um, between Mystico and, and I don't know who this other guy is here with the, with the gold mask. You, we've got stomach face and there's a guy with a, 
um, flesh-colored hoodie that just has a big face on it for some reason. And that guy looks pretty great. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> so stomach you- face was the first one. <laughs> and then the second one. This guy, um, this is my this is my favorite. I this guy makes me so happy. JC JC is gonna pop when he sees this. This um <laughs> this the second one was a guy that was on the on the camera for way too long, and it's just this normal looking like middle aged, maybe even like slightly younger than middle aged guy with, with sting paint with these <laughs> circular glasses, and I called him Doctor Sting. <laughs> He looks like such a professional sting. <laughs> it's like LinkedIn sting. Okay, then my my uh, my number one for fan of the week. Um, this is the best picture I can get of this guy. So this guy was on the he was on the uh, the entrance the entrance ramp on the hard cam side. So you can see him a couple times, right? Uh-huh. And it's just this old man with this white beard and glasses wearing. <laughs> Scissor me t-shirt and he's clapping and I kept calling him the Scissor Wizard <laughs> so Scissor Wizard is my number one for, for Fan Louise you had so many in the chamber from that one dynamite yeah dude it was a it was a gold mine of, of fans of that show that night for some reason wow oh my that those have to be all of those have to be the best submissions we've had yet for fan of the week. So if if you're listening or watching, uh, hit us up uh, on the socials at the underscore pods on Twitter or Instagram or Toast of the Coast or uh, that is Andretti on Instagram. Uh, send us in your fan of the week because uh, <laughs> this has become a whole thing that I I love. It's like one of the best parts of the show every week. Did you post the the Hasbro ponytail Patterson that I put up? I have not, but I I'm gonna. I was waiting to like because I wanted you to like talk about it because we haven't. I had blurred a- the face a little bit so you can, so we don't get we don't get killed. So for our first our first fan of the week, we did a Hall of Fame induction, and it had to be ponytail Patterson. So Andretti mocked up something really cool that you can see on the screen if you're watching on YouTube now. If you're not on YouTube, you'll see it on the socials. He gave us a little bit of a surprise that is just fantastic. Took a lot of time into coming up with a ponytail Patterson Hasbro, uh, like he's Ron Rude at working for the major bros. <laughs> and I just said to you again. It's so good. <laughs> what is the shirt? Oh, the church the shirt says Trisha Dora. Oh my god. Oh my word! Oh man, that was fun. That was the first time I. That's the first time I drew anything and colored anything in a long time. So I, I had fun with that. Ah, oh, that is great. Oh my! But that, that was a uh, fan of the week. So uh, we will do the. I need a second here. Holy cow! That was great. All right, so we got the main event today, and the main event is. This is an anniversary show. It's a 10-year anniversary of the first NXT TakeOver, which was NXT Arrival. And this was a part of the initial rollout. So if you are old enough to remember this, this is the initial rollout of the WWE Network. And what a train wreck that was. It was not good. I had the privilege today to go back into the Observer Archives 
and I listened to the Brian and Vinny show. I listened to Les Thatcher and I listened to Dave and Brian talk about this show because I wanted to like try to capture what their feelings were on this show. So and was that, was that from the moment? Was that from when it came out like 10 years ago? It was the, that next, the following days when like all those shows came out. So wow. it was really cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. The, um, everyone said the same thing. If you could log in and you were allowed to log in, you got to watch the show but the show would just the stream would just go out all the time. So, but if you were watching on like an iPad or an Apple TV, you were totally good. But there was, I know for like a week and a half, if you had an Xbox 360 and you were trying to use the app from that app store, it didn't work. And they had to like figure this all out. So, whenever they launched the WWE network, you had to, you could pay $10. I believe you had to pay 60 up front. You had to pay for six months. You had to agree to a six month term, but it was $10 a month. And part of that package, you were going to get NXT as the weekly show. And you would get the pay-per-views. You would get WrestleMania for free. Essentially. If once you, if you had signed up the week before WrestleMania, you would get seven days free trial. So you get WrestleMania 30 for free. So I didn't actually do that. I stole a username and password from somebody else that I was in uh, high school with. And then that rat bastard, he changed the password after the show. So that following day, the day, the Monday after WrestleMania 30, I became a uh, WWE Network subscriber and I've been one since. So if you're listening, WWE, uh, I will take any sponsorship that you will throw my way. But uh, yeah, so the from what everyone said is that this launch was a nightmare. Um, you couldn't sign in. Tons of people had a lot of praise, though, for the show uh, because they did a pregame show beforehand, and people were like, wow, this is like they're actually presenting this as like real sport. Like, why does the main roster not do this? Um, and... That's kind of like what Les Thatcher said too. Like I know that you're a heavy, you and Mongoose are heavy listeners of Les, and you really like what Les has to say. And he was like, "Why they present this? How everyone tells them present the main roster, but they won't do it for that. They'll do it for their minor league system, which was really odd." That's a the, good observation too for the time, especially. It's really good. Yeah, that's what everyone said on all three of those shows. And the one note, I I thought Mongoose was going to be here because he would pop for this because he loves Brian and Vinny. But they had Granny on, and they were telling Granny, sign up if she knew how to sign up for the WWE Network, because they would do show reviews with her. And she, <laughs> she was said, I'm not paying $9.99 for that. And Brian was like, okay, well, we'll just give you a subscription, and, and we'll set it up for you. She's like, okay. So I feel like that would have been the epitome of them doing the reviews with Granny, which we love Granny if you... uh. Uh, if you listen, if you're a subscriber to the Observer at all, uh, the only thing that I had trouble finding was actual Dave's breakdown outside of like because usually he gives a different breakdown in the newsletter than what he does for the show. Uh, so I have the star ratings and I just know what I listen to, but pretty much like they thought it was a good show, uh, but they weren't like over the moon. But I, when I went back and watched this, I thought it was excellent. What did you think? Um, it, I was I was pretty surprised at how at how much I liked it. Um, yeah. Now, you know, there there's a lot of stuff we can get into here, but I, I, you know, it made me kind of go back 
it made me kind of go back and look at the title history to see when it was that I even jumped into NXT because I don't I don't think I ever saw the match where Rollins wins that belt like the first NXT title no. match I've never seen that and mm-hmm. I and I know I I don't remember anything about Big E being champ I don't remember any of that I think I think that where I jumped in full with with both feet was around 2015 whenever Balor was okay. NXT champion I think that's whenever I got into it I'm glad I remember everybody talking about how Finn Balor was like the greatest thing from Japan in a long time so I'm, yeah I'm glad I you think I'm pretty sure that the the first Balor title run is when I when I when I went heavy into NXT right away yeah I didn't di- so I didn't see the show when it aired I didn't dip my toes into NXT until so I this is a show I want to do and we'll do this towards the end of the year because that's when it happened the revolution show where Sammy I think he eventually wins the NXT belt at that show, but the big angle at the end with Kevin Owens, that's, I remember watching that live and I was like, okay, I need to watch this show every single week now. Yeah, that was, that was not too, not too far before where I jumped in because I remember Neville as champ. I remember Pac as champ of NXT, but I don't think I ever saw any of it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I remember him. I, I saw clips of him being there, and I knew he was fantastic. But I don't think I ever saw. I, I wasn't watching the show every week at that point. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't either. I didn't. I dipped in right there at the end because I remember, like, it was like right at the end of that semester because I was in college at this point, and I was like, I'm not doing anything tonight. Like, I might as well just watch this NXT show and see what's going on. And because, like, I wasn't watching the product every single day, and. I was barely watching the network. Like if there was anything I was watching on the network, I was, cause they didn't have everything that they have on the network now. Like they had like a couple things here and there, but they had it was real sporadic. Yeah. Which I did think this was really funny. What Dave said, I found a newsletter that uh, Dave wrote about the network. He was like, trust me, you're not logging on to watch over the edge 1999. Trust me. And I guarantee you that I have done that. I've done that at some point. God, I bet you I have too, man. <laughs> it was that was really fun. All the stuff that they were saying about like uh this is a really ballsy move and it ended up being like a huge innovative thing that WWE did back then. Um they did like streaming before streaming. That's like how ahead of their time they were. Um but yeah, I I jumped in at that revolution show. And then that's whenever I started telling Mongoose and everybody, you we gotta watch, we gotta start watching this. And that's whenever I got back into wrestling for sure. Sure, sure. So what I thought, you know, my the first thing that I that I really I really appreciated with it was um the music. I the, as soon as the music hit, I yeah. remember everything about that. And I, I I still think that might be the best the best intro music that they've had. Now maybe look, man, maybe that's just nostalgia. It could just be nostalgia. But as soon as that music hit, I was like, oh shit, here here we go. And I was all, and I got fired up. I got fired up again to watch the show. I did too. I really got fired up because uh, I like how like they started the show with the lights out, and it was just yeah. the first hitting H, and him just saying, "Are you ready?" Because that became like a staple of the big shows. You knew it was a big show when Triple H let it off in the ring. Man, how young did he look? Real young. <laughs> that was that was right before he did that. Um, he did that match with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And he looked pretty good at that one. But then the next year, WrestleMania 31 and then 32, he looked even better then. Um, but yeah, man, he looks real young. Man, he looked young. Uh, 
but he opens it up with a little promo uh, that we, that something that we become very accustomed to if you were a frequent NXT watcher uh, back in the day. And I thought it was it was it, it just felt like you're back at home again watching it. All, all the I thought all the promo videos the whole the whole show were pretty good for everybody. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were really good. They did really. That was one thing that made NXT stand out from the main roster was that they would do these vignettes and they would do these video packages that made that invested into the characters that made you watch that the main roster just simply was not doing back then. Now they're doing it now and it's really, really good. I don't think it's a coincidence that the same guy that was running NXT and the same guy that's running the main roster now, that's why. But, um, but yeah, like they, they started it off with an absolute banger. Uh, so they had Sami Zayn versus Antonio Cesaro. Or... Let me let me say this about Tom Phillips real quick. Oh, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, the let's comment- talk about the com- the commentary real quick. Yeah, yeah, so yeah Tom yeah. Phillips, um, uh, Regal, and Sa- Byron. I dude, I had no idea Byron Saxon had been there for thirteen years already. <laughs> yeah, well, he was actually a wrestler before that, and then they moved. I, I, see, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he got. Well, it, would, it would make sense, but I, I I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he was in a grave situation. I think he got hurt. And then that's why he moved to commentary. Then I didn't think any of those guys were bad for that. I mean, that was the first time they'd ever done a you know a PLE you know together. Those and I, I actually thought those all three of those guys were pretty good. I thought it was really good. I I really didn't mind at all. I thought Tom Phillips was a perfect fit for NXT. And I it's, thought it's interesting because like, I don't know if he, I don't know if I if I've loved him in in TNA or Impact. I don't even remember that. It's funny that you say that you mentioned TNA and Impact because Dave was saying that whenever the numbers come out for TNA, that um, they'll know whether or not NXT killed uh, Impact or not. Yeah. Did you did you know that um, Tom Phillips does a Penn State radio show? No, he does a Penn State football show, man. Really? It's him and Justin King. I don't. I don't know. I don't know when. Um, I don't know when it is. Yeah, former former cornerback at Penn State. Um, I, I don't know when it when it airs, but they do they do a radio show. Wow, he's a, he's a Penn State guy. Tom Phillips is a Penn State guy. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. He's from Philly, but he's a he's a Penn State grad. But they um um I thought that he was was pretty good because it was he wasn't talking the whole time. There was a lot of times during the whole show where. You di- you didn't hear a commentator's voice, and yeah. it, it just and it, and it made it. I like that. I don't want I don't want to hear people talking the whole time. Right. No, I liked it too. Like it felt like they were. It felt organic, but it didn't feel like they were overproduced to talk the whole time. And like I felt like Regal added the night the like the rudder the rudder in the water that just kept everything even keel. I thought that he did a really good job and I didn't hate Byron Saxon here either. Like no, I, I don't hate him in anything. I like Sa- I, I actually like Saxon. Well, usually there for like a while, like they made Saxon look like an idiot on commentary. And I don't was, think- it, you know, what's stupid about that is like, even when they made him look like a goof during the backstage segments, that guy was way bigger than a lot of the talent. Right. So it's kind of like, what, why are we trying to make this guy look like a goofball? He looks like he could kill everybody. Right. And he's dressed way better than everybody. <laughs> Byron Sachs is one of the best dressed guys on TV, dude. He he dresses really well, that guy. Yeah, he does. I I I, I is there for a while we hated Saxon, and I'm sure that if you we would have had this podcast like five years ago, we'd be burying the guy, but he's come a long way yeah. uh, in that time. You know what was cool too about the the regal thing? 
um, during the Castagnoli Zane match was just the fact that you could tell that Regal really liked Castagnoli as yeah. a, as a prospect. You could you could and it's it's just it's just cool to hear that man. Like as a you know as kind of like a as somebody who's been involved in athletics for a long time, so were you. Like when you you just kind of know when people have it, and and for Regal to to know that right away with with Castagnoli, and now you see it, you know. 15 years later, how they were, you know, friends and it worked out together and all that stuff all those years. I mean, that's the, you can, you can just tell that he had, he took that guy under his wing. That's pretty cool. It, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. You could really tell that. And, and that this, this is the kind of Cesaro that for years made you want to see him do something on the main roster. And Vince just literally would never do it. And uh, there, there was some notes here. Um, the backstory on on why this match was so big and so important for the time. Uh, they had, they did this match before at a prior NXT show and everyone called it match of the year. It was the match of the year and all this. And, but Sammy didn't win. He always lost to Cesaro and he vowed when he came back that he was going to defeat Cesaro in this match. And he doesn't go over here. He loses. And they really, uh, the reason, uh, the reason that uh, Cesaro won, Dave said, is that he was getting a big push after Mania. So they didn't want to make him look weak, which I think he won that Andre Battle Royal. Yes, I mean, yes. He became the Heyman guy for a little bit, and they did absolutely nothing with him. So I don't understand. I don't understand, man. I mean, the guy, he's got the look. He's got, even though he's not a great talker, he's got, he does have charisma and he's got a lot of appeal. And I don't, I don't know why they never did anything more with him. I, I just, it's, it's really confusing. Yeah. I, I don't get it either. Uh, but Dave gave that a four and a quarter four and a quarter stars, which for the time and the product, I'm surprised that he handed them out because he wasn't handing out big uh, like wasn't handing out big star ratings like that. Not not quite yet for every match. I, I mean the thing too, I mean, we're gonna talk about about PAC, about Neville um a little bit later, but I would assume that at the time, um Zane and in Castagnoli were the two best guys, right? Mm-hmm. Probably they probably thought that from a ring standpoint. Yeah, and they were like, "We got to open it up with a with a twenty five minute match with these two guys going at it." That, the only the only negative I had about the whole thing was I thought it just went too long. I thought it was just too long. But other than that, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought that they had a lot of creativity. I really liked the the they made uh, Cesaro look like. Uh, a physical specimen, like with the catches and the way that he was throwing Sami Zayn around a lot. Like I really liked it. Yeah, how uh, great was that stretch muffler, man? <laughs> I mean, it just looks so natural. You know, it, like that's the thing with him is just that there's so much there that they could have done from a, a shooter standpoint and, or some, a little bit of a submissions guy, you know what I mean? Like they had something with that guy and Vince just saw him as a foreigner. They couldn't talk. That's, and that's a shame. It it's oh my it sucks it really does suck because he's one of the big what if guys and uh, but yeah Cesaro wins with the neutralizer clean as a sheet right in the middle of the ring um, and and it was it was a it was a really really good start to the show I was excited uh, whenever I saw this yeah the crowd was hot too the crowd was hot uh, and then uh, the next match I, I popped huge for this because it was C J Parker. AKA Juice Robinson. I almost jumped out of my skin whenever that guy came out. I did too. I was like, <laughs> wait, there he is. I was like, Juice Robinson. 
but yeah, so it was CJ Parker versus Mojo Raleigh. Uh, Dave gave this one star, and this was basically a Mojo squash match. Dude, that the video that they <laughs> played of Mojo. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically forgot that guy existed at this point. And when he when they played that video, I freaking exploded. I was <laughs> I was so happy to see that video because that guy is such a freaking. I mean, he. I I love Mojo Rawley in the in the worst possible way. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you love Mojo Rawley. Oh my god, dude! I just I popped in the moon when they played that video. Of him all him getting all pumped up, and it's like he gets in the ring and he's just animated, and and Juice is so much better than him. Juice ends up, <laughs> and Robinson ends up putting him over, of course, you know, because it's a, it's the debut or whatever. But um, I mean. My God, what a fever dream that was to see Mojo Rawley and her kicking his shit out of Juice Robinson. I'm glad you thought it was a fever dream because I was Mo- like... Mojo Mojo Rawley, looking back on that now, especially in the in the red attire in that match, he <laughs> looked like a coked out younger version of Nikolai Volkov. And, and as soon as I realized that, I just freaking was laughing and had a great time. Watch that match. That is that the worst finisher you've ever seen in your life? So bad. What is that? He jumped on his chest. Yeah. Like earthquake. He basically earthquaked him, is what it was. Without without the without any of the weight. Oh my God. It, I that uh I could not get with this. Um, and Juice, and Juice Robinson and Juice Robinson went straight to Japan. <laughs> yeah, Robinson literally went there and went straight to Japan. Um and yeah, and then speaking of weird things, they they do this Emma promo. It's uh, oh my god! I don't even know what we're gonna say when we get to that match because I'm here to tell you that. Well, here's what here's what was weird about. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't understand why that they're trying to like get over this woman who's a, an absolute goof. Why they're trying to make her look like a serious threat to a world champion? Yeah. It was a little strange, but I, was- I wrote down, I wrote down, stop doing that with your hands. You dweeb. But the crowd loved her. The crowd yeah. was literally molten for her. It was wild. I couldn't believe and, it. And Regal, Regal stood up and started doing it at the announce booth. It was, I mean, it's just like, what a, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, I know. Looking back on it with 2024 eyes, it was like, what the hell? Uh, but then we had the Ascension versus a mystery opponent. And so the really funny thing about this is that the mystery opponent is too cool. And last week's show, Mongoose absolutely buried too cool. And I know that he wanted, he said that whenever he was watching this show, he started yelling that he was like, and then his Mrs. Mongoose was like, what's wrong? And then he went into a diatribe about how much he hated too cool. <laughs> but what was, what was so incredible was Grandmaster Sex A coming out there, strutting that ass down the ramp, got in for four minutes and did nothing. Dude, he laid on the mat. <laughs> Blown up. I, I felt I was like, this is not Brian Christopher's best effort. No. <laughs> not, the, not the highlight of his career. That's for sure. But I, I had a thing here I put down. Why does Scotty Too Hotty look like Stone Cold Steve Austin cosplaying as Scotty Too Hotty? 
You want to know what's really funny about the Scotty Tuati thing is that Brian said that this was the best that Scotty Tuati looked. He looked way better than he ever did in the Attitude Era. I, I popped to the moon whenever he said that because I was like, "What are we doing?" Uh, I, I didn't. I, I actually kind of like the Ascension in NXT. Yeah, they were great in NXT, and they were great in NXT. I love them. And then I don't know for whatever reason, I don't know whatever happened to them on the main roster. It's so forgettable now. They've been gone for so long. They were like part of that first roster cut, weren't they? I think one of the guys might still be working, but I don't. I don't think the other guy is. Yeah. Man, they were really cool. They had a really cool presentation. They had a really cool vignette that played for them uh, before they got started, which I really liked. But it just really sucks that they 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 were such a good team in NXT, and it felt like they were at the beginning of that like tag team like kind of renaissance in NXT because yeah, got, then all those teams went to the main roster and got killed. Yeah, because you had all they killed everybody. Teams they had such good teams in NXT, and then they were like they, the, they killed American Alpha, they killed they killed FTR, they killed all they, these all these teams. Yeah, yeah. DIY kind of yeah. A little bit. yeah. They're trying to get their feet back wet now. Um, you want to talk about DIY for a second? Sure. DIY last night. I'm so glad that they're that they're they're slowly starting to get some momentum, and the, and the crowd is starting to get back into them. Finally. I love. They're great. They, I love Champa. They're awesome, but they they it, it took the Champa running back and forth across the ring a hundred times to do the clotheslines. It took yeah. that for the people to kind of get back invested a little bit. And right. as soon as that happened, people would jump back into it. But Johnny Gargano's gear looks exactly like the Rougeau brothers, dude. <laughs> they are the fucking extreme Rougeaus. That's I'm I'm calling them the extreme Rougeaus from now on. That's what they look like. <laughs> They're fucking geeks, man. They're I, awesome. Well, I figured that they were just bringing them back and trying to get them working again so that they can just break them up and do uh, Gargano versus Champa again, which so is really cool with because they, they had really good matches. Yeah, so bad. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about those later down the road because they had some amazing takeovers together. Sure. Uh, but getting back to the NXT show here was Paige versus Emma. So Steph comes down to the ring and she's putting over the divas division about how we're going to change women's wrestling about how you look at women's wrestling. And then Emma's music hits and you got this like goof coming down to the ring, doing the point, which the crowd was loving it. And at the time I, I totally was for it. I know that I was for it, but 10 years later, I can't say that I am No, I still like the music. I still, I still like the music, but the music was good. I, I will say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into it here. I'm not gonna get into it. But Stephanie coming out and saying how she's honored to present these women because she's a woman almost made me want to shut this whole thing off after the stuff that came out about the Ashley Mazzaro stuff. And yeah. I had to. I had to take a breath and realize that that was two years later from when this show was. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into it right now. But if if everybody's involved. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to go. It's uh, at some point, you know. So, anyway, we get we'll talk more about that on another show. I right. don't even because I don't want I don't want to bring the energy down. But like that, that when she came out and said that, I was kind of like, whoa, ah, yeah, uh, yeah. Watching that, I was like, ooh, yeah, it was. Uh, but Dave gave this two and two and three quarter star, which uh, is pretty good for somebody who didn't know what the hell they were doing because Paige really carried it. 
That's what I said. That's what I have here in my notes. It felt like Emma was not a real threat, but Paige, she was one that carried it. I felt that it went about three, five minutes too long. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the uh the the Soraya AEW run, at least to this point. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I thought she looked pretty damn good for for yeah. being young here. And I look, I know she grew up in the business and all that stuff. And that make that, you know, that makes a big, a big difference. But she looked pretty damn good. She she is definitely a better athlete in retrospect than what I ever gave her credit for at the time, man. She's fun to watch. Yeah, they really presented her like a real like champion here. They made her look like she was devastating. Like they they really presented her really well. I really like it. She's really physical. Yes. And like Everything that she does with her face looks really good. And look, I, we're not look, we're not wrestling trainers. You know, we're not going to nitpick you know, all this kind of stuff. But she's already very good at conveying emotion to the fans about when she's on defense or when she's getting her ass kicked or even when she's on offense. I thought that submission that she did was great, man. At the end of the match, yeah, that was a great finish. Uh, uh, you, you just can you can see it that she is just. She is so much better than even the people on the main roster at that point, at that point in time. Like most of the people on the main roster, like Paige is already at that young age, just better than all of those people were, man. And you, you can, you can see it. You can see it in, even in this match where she's in there with somebody who's pretty green, you know, for the most part and didn't really know what the hell they were doing. And, and she put that, she really had a good match with Emma. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, the, he, yeah, so that I really thought I really liked the finish. I thought that was a really devastating move. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh Dave, Dave and uh Brian, when they were talking about it, they really liked it too. They were like, This is a better match than you will find on the main roster for any women's show. And, yeah, there's no doubt. No doubt. And they weren't lying. You know, the, the funny thing about Emma too, like that they did that video package of Emma we were talking about. Uh-huh. And she goes, I'm self-trained. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, but, no. I mean, dude, it's, it, apparently she's a self-trained thief also because a couple months later is when she got arrested at Walmart for stealing a cell phone case. <laughs> she must be self-trained at that too, apparently. I don't know. But, Jeez. man. I mean, look, you know, I, Emma, Emma had an okay run in <laughs> WWE. She had an okay run. And then she's, and she went to the... She went to what NWA? She was in NWA for a while, right? Yeah, I think she was in Impact too. She changed her. She changed back to like her shoot name, which is Tennille Dashwood. And then yeah, yeah. they, she, I, I think she did come back to WWE for like a a, I mean, a, a little bit, like yeah. a one off or whatever. I but think she uh, might be in Impact right now. I'm not sure. Maybe I think you're right. I can't, about that. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, but she's. Been, I mean, look, man, we're we're talking about she's been working for 15 years, man. So that's that's off to her for that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and then they show uh, a Neville vignette, which I thought was really good. They like ran the super slow mo that Red Arrow, and like to see it in slow mo, it's like damn, like that. There's no way that that is easy. It made you just appreciate the Red Arrow even more. It was really. I mean, cool. that dude is just. I mean, I've yeah. never seen anybody like this guy. Yeah. What is he? Why is he not? On, is he on TV anymore? He. I think he's hurt. Oh, that makes sense. But, you know, I was thinking about that last night, too, uh, and I, I tried to do a Google search to figure out um, when his contract was up with AEW, because there's there's been those rumors that he's getting paid a ton of money in yeah. AEW, and, I, and who knows whether or not that's true, I have no idea, but um, I just, I'm curious whether or not he would go back 
to the WWE now that Triple H is, is involved because he's got he's gotten bigger and he's developed that heel character and he can still do a lot of that stuff that he was doing. I mean, I it, it, I think that would be interesting to see him back in the WWE. I really I really agree with that 100%. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing too. That was also worth it. We were literally thinking the same thing like man, if when is his contract up cuz if he would go back like what what could what could be of him? I, I would really like to see that guy on top. I would like to see him as a, you know, you know in in matches with Rollins and people like that and Zane and all those guys, you know, nowadays and even Cody, you know, Cody Rose and people like that. I mean, to see how it would go because he'd be a really good fit um, in that world heavyweight championship division because mm-hmm. all those guys are kind of, they're kind of like the slightly older, really good workers. You know who would fighting for that belt? And I think he would, he brings a different dynamic that the rest of them don't really have. He could fit. I don't know because I know that we were talking about this like around the Royal Rumble. He could fit the style, but better than what AJ Styles does. Yes, yeah. He could fit right into that role and do the same thing, but better. Yeah. So I I, I agree, totally agree. Um, but they this was a this was a great part of the show here. After they play that Neville vignette, they do Woods and Tyler Breeze, and I when they. I forgot how much I love Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze was such a great character. You love Mojo as much as I love Tyler Breeze. In a small arena, Tyler Breeze works just like ECW. And that's why people can't get it out of their head that ECW, whenever WWE bought it and put those guys into freaking arenas that were 20,000 seat arenas, why it looked like shit. Because it has to be in a small venue. Same with Tyler Breeze for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. He didn't work on the main roster. It wasn't a main roster uh, gimmick, but it was a hundred percent an NXT gimmick. Um, but whenever they start squaring off, and then you heard Rusev's music, I exploded. I was so excited to see Rusev coming out there with Lana, and they they were in full gimmick, and it was amazing. I loved it. He came out there, beat the tar out of them. And then they did the he did the uh, camel clutch to um, Woods, and then Lana did the little promo. He did something in Bulgarian, and then they went back, and it, it was re- it was really well done. I, I appreciate I appreciate the new day because they are important to the industry, and they sold a million shirts, and everybody loved them. Kids loved them, all that kind of stuff. I've but, never I, I don't know what it is about Woods that I just can't I, I can't get invested in any, anything that guy does for some reason. Even oh. even back then or or now, I just I don't care. I mean Breeze, I was glad to see Breeze get that NXT title run when they came back to win the tag titles. Him and um, mm-hmm. uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Fandango. Uh, Fandango. Yeah, when him and Fandango came back and won the tag belts, that was cool. That was a really cool thing to see. Um, Breeze is okay. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sure why they you know, don't use him more or, or why he doesn't go work for somebody else. Or maybe he is, I have no idea. I don't even know what the hell he's doing, but you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where, like you said, man, like it, it works, it works in a small venue and it's the, for whatever reason, just is a, is a mess when he's in a, a big arena. Yeah. So breeze is, he runs the school with um, Spears and they okay. do flatbacks, I believe. And they run that in Tampa. So he's doing that. He also does stuff with Woods on Woods's uh, YouTube ch- uh, channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, which we 
if you want to go back into the archives too, uh, JC and I, the Podsky Doc, we do very something similar to what Woods and Breeze do on Up Up Down Down with the, uh, they do Battle of the Brands. We call it Hot Shots Wrestling. It's basically my GM in 2K and we do it together. We're trying to see who becomes Booker of the Year and that rat bastard JC beat me. Uh, I think he cheated. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. But I, I like Woods because of Up Up Down Down and the dynamic that they have together. I don't know if it, like if you're into the gaming and that kind of stuff and you watch them together, they're really good. Um, but yeah, it was, I like Breeze. It just kind of sucks that it, you're right. It, it just doesn't fit in a big, in, in, a, in on a main roster. Did you happen to see uh, Pat Patterson, Dusty Rhodes sitting by each other in the corner? I did. Dude, I did. How, to, to just be within earshot of that conversation, man, how how great would that be to be able to sit, sit right in front of those guys or right behind those guys and just listen to them critique what's going on, man? That would be I can't, I can't imagine how many things that would be more fun than that, you know, being in a, in a wrestling show and hearing Dusty Rhodes and Pat Patterson talk about what's going on. Yeah, uh, that that really hit the old heartstrings. Uh, RIP to both of them. And uh, that w- that was a really cool moment going back and seeing that too. Uh, they also showed uh, Steve Kern and Larry Zabisco in the in the front row too for uh, during the uh, main event. Yeah, William Regal, uh, spoiler alert, Steve Kern was Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for letting the cat out of the bag, Regal. Yeah, thanks for ruining that one, Regal. You ruined it for us. Thank thanks for ruining it for us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I the they got into they, they did they did the Bo Dallas vignette before they um before they do the main event, and I thought it was really good. Uh, Bo Dallas, I I just remember being that annoying asshole in the friend group that would just be a huge Bo Dallas fan. And you just had to bow leave. And I was a bow leaver. And I thought that this, that whole vignette was fantastic. I loved it. I could have... I, I didn't like this at all at the time. But, <laughs> but well, that vignette made me laugh. And I was like, this is awesome. Yes, it made me laugh. Uh, but the main event was the uh, NXT first ever ladder match was for the NXT championship. Bo Dallas was your champion. Uh, Adrian Neville or Neville and or Pac. Uh, that he goes by today. That is who the challenger was. Um, for those that don't know Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas is IRS's son or Bray Bray Wyatt's brother. Uh, don't I, I feel like people should know that, but if you don't, uh, that's a little uh, nugget for you. Uh, but right before they got to the match, uh, Shawn Michaels' music hits and he struts that ass down to the ring. And what I he presented the title. But what he was really out there to do is was to plug his DVD, which I thought was <laughs> asinine because you could watch it on the network. You could just log into the network. You didn't have to buy the DVD. Oh man! Oh man! Wild. Why that outfit? That DVD? outfit. His. Uh, let's talk about the outfit. He's got on a mossy oak hat, a Remington shirt, and mm-hmm. camo cowboy boots, dude. Dude, he was in his outdoor channel finest right here. He had a show he, in the outdoor he channel. Like, he looked like he was the commissioner of Cambria County Pro Wrestling it, it, in the, a mossy oak hat and a Remington shirt and, and freaking camouflage cowboy boots. Well, this was the time whenever he did have a show on outdoor channel, and I would watch it. It was on Sundays at a weird time. But he had a show on outdoor channel that he would just do. He'd just be hunting. And him and somebody else, they were, had a show together. And I do remember watching it, but he was in his outdoor channel best right here. Um, what a wild fit for Sean. Still had the hair. He still looked good. Yeah. 
couldn't quite get down real low in that pose in the ring there. It might have been the jeans holding him back. I'm not sure if they had twenty fourteen. Um but I just couldn't believe it. He came out there to plug a DVD while everyone is watching it on the network. Why would you not push subscribers to watch it on the network? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh I thought that this match it was pretty good. I believe Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. And I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good ladder match. I really like the way that they used the ladder. Like the ladder was a part of the match the entire time. Uh they did attacks with it. They did all kinds of spots with it. I really liked it. Yeah, um, that red arrow onto onto Dallas onto the ladder was pretty <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, there was one spot early in the match too where they hung Neville in the rope and then Bo just took his sweet ass time going he like went the whole way to not the ramp. But he went beside the ramp to grab this ladder when he could have just grabbed the one that was sitting in the aisleway. I don't know why he didn't grab that one. But then I seeing why they did it was because Neville got out and then did the drop kick with it on the apron there. I thought that that was like an interesting spot. But I like while it was happening, I was like, why is he walking past all these ladders to get that ladder? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that the I thought that this I thought the finish felt slightly anticlimactic. I felt that. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I really, really, really like that spot where Neville leapfrogged over Dallas on the springboard onto the ladder and almost got the uh, title. I thought that was a hell of a spot. Pox or Neville's athleticism was fully on display here. He looks. It's just it's off the charts, man. It's off the charts. Yeah, they've never had anybody like that guy prior to him. No. Maybe Rey Mysterio, but not quite like that. I mean, I don't even think Rey Mysterio is anywhere close to close to him. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy. The, like, only, the only other guy that could be even in that conversation is probably Ricochet. But I mean, and look, I know everybody loves Ricochet, man. But I think uh, for my money, man, be better. Neville's probably uh, even more athletic than than uh, than Ricochet. Yeah, I agree. There, that was he. He looked. Good and it was totally everything they did was believable. Bo Dallas looked good. I didn't think he looked like a he looked he worked snug and tight. I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, there's another guy, man. Went up to the main roster for ten, for ten seconds and Vince just didn't get it. And then that was the end of that. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like he was such a good heel as Bo Dallas is the boat with the Bo Levers. I don't understand why they didn't. I don't understand how Vince didn't get that. And I think that that's like kind of the regular things that happen with, with Vince and NXT is like he just didn't get it. Why don't they just make him uncle howdy and let him do the Bray Wyatt stuff? Why he was uncle howdy. Yeah, why not? Keep, why, why, why did we stop? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a perfect guy to make a, into a doink uncle howdy hybrid. Of some sort, or just make him doink. That dude, I'm telling you, man. Like I, I, I tell people this all the time. Like th- I don't understand why there's characters in that universe that they don't just they don't just use over and over again. Like why why can't there be why can't there always be a doink? I mean, there's you got people in you got people in in lucha libre that that do that where they they give somebody else their freaking character. I mean, why why can't we do that with doink? 
I feel like Doink's probably like one of the only ones you could get away with doing that. You can never, you never ever saw who their face. There should always be an evil clown doing stuff. I mean, they basically, they basically have tried to do, they've tried to turn Joe Gacy into that in NXT now, where he's kind of like the the sadistic, you know, goofball clown guy. But I mean, dude, like, make him fucking Doink. Just make him the clown. Yeah, make him <laughs> evil Doink. Why not? We'll pop everybody, and if it's done, we'll pop everybody forever. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't understand why they didn't do that either. Um, the, I do like the visual of Neville on the top of the ladder at the end with the smoke coming down. That NXT arena was awesome. What they did with Full Sail at the time is really good, and they only capitalized on that because they I, – I don't – is that the same full sale? Like, I know they're at full sale, but is I don't know. I don't know if it's the same same setup or not. It looked different. It looks so they, like, unless they unless they just changed a lot of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it does look different now. But um, it looks really well, now. They record. Do they record at the performance center now, or do they record at full sale? I think they still do. Maybe I'm I don't wrong. know because they only they only show half the they only show half the crowd in NXT now, so I'm not sure where they're at. Yeah, you might be. Let me let me check on that. Um, but yeah, you I know, you know what's interesting too is that like you you cannot you can already see the NXT faithful, even though this is the even though this is the first PLE they've ever done. There's yeah. already people that are all in on NXT at that point, man, and that, that's it's pretty cool that they were able to grow that so fast. Oh, okay. So they do they do tape it at the performance center now. So maybe that's only why they do half the crowd now. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but I, it, like because I I only I only thought about that because they were showing they were showing the three sixty of the of the ring, you know, right. during the show the the arrival show. They yeah. don't do that during the NXT uh, the NXT shows. No, no. Yeah, you're right. Um, I really I really just love the presentation of the show. I thought it was great. Then. The other thing that was weird about the ending was when the camera just all of a sudden panned to John Cena in the front row. Why did we not say that John Cena was in attendance beforehand? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was weird. He's just standing there clapping, and it's like, uh, so John Cena's been here the whole time? Like, why did we not say anything about this? Like, I guess we can't see him, but I didn't think it was for real. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I thought this was a, a really good show, and this is was really the springboard for what really took off, which NXT ended up becoming the 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 real brand of WWE that everyone was watching, um, that everyone wanted from the main roster, and it only started with this show with Arrival. So this is Arrival Part One. There is a Part Two uh, that's later in. I think it's in a couple months. I can't really remember off the top of my head. Uh, but I know that we'll for sure be talking about that Revolution show. Uh, that's NXT Revolution, and I believe that is around early December. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about that one because that is where I remember. That's where I came in. So yeah, uh, NXT Revolution is December eleventh, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, so you can expect to see that here on the pods here around that time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that is the show this week. Uh, next week we have the Podski 100. We're going to be doing 30 through 21. So if you want to catch up on that, you can do that in the archives. You can see everyone from 100 to 31. Yeah, uh, we're getting down to it, man. We're getting down to it now. Yeah, we are. We're really getting down to it. So, uh, be sure to follow us on socials. If you don't want to go back and listen to the shows, you can see on socials who has been a part of the Podski 100 so far. 
Uh, they're all posted on the socials. Um, and so, yeah, be sure to check us out on socials. The best way to support the channel. Uh, so make sure that you like and subscribe uh, to the channel. Make sure you download the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Podsky. You follow Andretti at Toast of the Coast on uh, Instagram. And... Hang on, I, I think that there might be two letters after that. Let me see what it really is. It's, it's, to, it's, it's the Toast of the Coast AD. Oh, the Toast of the Coast AD on Instagram. That's where you can find him. He, there is a, a litany of great memes uh, that you can find on there. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to post the fans of the week for, for, for this week, man. Oh, I know. So, yes, we'll be posting fans of the week, too. Uh, and with that, we will see you next week on The Podski.